Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Batman podcast with your hosts, Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 24, Birds of a Feather and What is Reality? Hi chums, we're uh, we're a bit punchy because things are a little goofy this week. This is uh, quite a lineup this week. <laughs> I mean, these are two classic villains, I suppose, mm-hmm. by by one measure, by the fact that they were in that silly show. Yes, that's all. If that's all it takes, then here they are. I mean, the Joker and Catwoman are genuinely classics, but mm-hmm. these two, not so much. Our favorite idiots. Ah. <sighs> But, you know, it could be worse. We could have yet another Mad Hatter episode, I suppose. Uh-huh. I mean, look, Boss Biggis is due for a return. So you still think Boss Biggis is the is the, the one to beat? He's still the, he, the dumbest one. He's the worst. He's the worst one. Hmm. His search I, for sandwiches and gold ore. Yeah, you might be right. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's still the Sewer King. Sewer King's bad. Yeah. I it's I and those are the only two that I remember because we reference them regularly. Mm-hmm. I know there's well, others. There's, there's Nostromo. Ah, uh, yes, of course. He's just kind of a boring like. Yeah. Wanna be Raz Al Ghul? Yes. Who we will? Who we bizarrely have not met yet. We're almost at the halfway point of the series, and yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to be calling him Raish. I understand that's not how it's pronounced, but on this show, that's how they say it, and I think it's just easier to sure. just, just say it the way they say it. It's like, it's 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 how you grew up, basically. Well, no, it's I'm just playing by this show's rules. Sure. That way, you know, yeah. I'm calling him the same thing they're calling him. Yeah, um, I, I, I can't change it at this point. No, it's, it's incorrect, and I get that, and it's a cultural thing, and I get that, too, and, mm. and if... If it is genuinely offensive, I will stop. But I don't think it is. I think it's just no. a, a mistaken mispronunciation. Mm. I'm just going to say in this universe, that's how they say it. Sure. Uh, but let me kick things off and tell you what happens in Birds of a Feather. It's one of those, like, when we look at the title, it's like, what could this one be? And there was, there was like, I mean, well, obviously. <laughs> this, this wasn't going to be another Joker one, probably. It's Owlman. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Don't get me started, Matt. <laughs> We could be you know, here all day. You know I got a tight five on owls. <laughs> you just hate owls so much. I just think they're a joke, is all. All right, here we go. Nobody's favorite villain. Sorry, I'm just receiving an update here. What? Really? <sighs> okay, thanks. Matt's favorite villain, the Penguin, is up to his old tricks, by which I mean stealing bird-related novelties from the Gotham Museum, because branding, I guess. And Batman immediately swoops in and stops him in, like, six seconds because, come on, it's the fucking penguin. What's he going to do, attack you with a deadly flamingo? All right, he might actually do that. But not this time. This time all he does is suck and lose. (coughs) Everything really wraps up nicely. Ooh, and much quicker than usual, too. Oh, wait. Now we have to continue following this waddling little dirtbag for, like, 20 additional minutes. I was really hoping this was one of those James Bond-esque action sequences that were unrelated to the actual story and Batman would go on to do something cool. He does harass the Penguin the second he gets out of prison, but that's pretty typical Batman. Old Oswald's feeling less like a lucky rabbit and more like a disgusting, depressed bird of some kind. Like, I don't know, one of those seagulls that gets caught in a six-pack ring. 
Then he catches the eye of a wealthy socialite, Veronica Vreeland, who seems to take a genuine interest in his refined ways and his unique... All right, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. She's fucking with him. She's doing that thing that cruel high school students do to unpopular kids, so I guess her next fancy society soiree can have a supervillain that everyone finds repulsive. But then wouldn't you know it, Mr. and Mrs. Cobblepot's son that they never wanted vines out about Vreeland's vindish vaux friendship and decides to kidnap her using birds. Or, wait, umbrellas. Right, because that's another of his dumb things. He takes her to the opera house because he'll be damned if the fucking sewer king is going to be the villain associated with Phantom of the Opera in this town. Then Batman shows up to rescue Veronica and the penguin attacks him with, Ugh, what now, Oswald? What the fuck dipshit bird thing could you possibly have this time? One of those drinky birds that bobs up and bobs up and down lightly? A feather duster? Because, you know, feathers? Some kind of... Hang on, he's putting on a Viking helmet. Note to our friend Sabrina, I know Vikings didn't actually wear this kind of helmet. This is a cartoon, it's okay. Anyway, he's putting on a Viking helmet and charging at Batman with a prop opera sword. A propera sword, I said, beating Matt to the punch. And riding a ridiculous stage dragon. It does nothing to stop Batman, but it is just ridiculous enough to almost win me over for about 10 seconds, which is the highest number of seconds in a row that I've ever cared about the Penguin. I like this one. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I still think the Penguin is a joke, but this episode kind of embraces that, and so that's it okay. It sure does. And uh, you actually found him a bit sympathetic, no? I feel so bad for him in this one. All right. Like, just like... Dude just got out of prison. He's like, okay, yes, he might be getting back to his crimes again. Like, he gets home and he's just like, well, clearly my friend's Batman's rogues gallery will be here waiting for me to get out of prison. And I'll just go into my apartment and where the hell is everybody? You mean, like, the, you mean the Joker and Two-Face didn't plan a surprise party for me? No, of course they didn't. My or, good friend, the Joker, who's my best friend because we tried to fight Scooby-Doo that one time. I mean, he, like, the Joker definitely works with him. He respects oh, yeah. him as a colleague, or maybe he just likes that he has a lot of money. But that's they're not friends. They're co-workers. We're not friends, Ozzy. We're work proximity associates. I'm a well-wisher and that I don't wish you any specific harm. I mean, I wish all of Gotham harm, and you're in I'm Gotham. I'm pretty sure but, you yeah. wish him some harm. Well, all right. In <laughs> fact, I think you said... Okay, shut up. <laughs> I heard you saying how much you hate the Penguin. I just... Why is everyone standing around talking about how much they hate the Penguin? <laughs> but they're not here to, like, celebrate me. <laughs> Funny that. But, I like... Just... Oh, go ahead. Just the whole, like... Rich society assholes who are just like, well, there's nothing that'll make our party more more talked about than having the penguin hang around. Yeah, but everyone hates him. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, like I don't like I'm I'm not sure what the plan here was, other than let's laugh at the penguin, a guy who definitely carries a gun around with him at all times. Mm -hmm. No, and like I don't know, I kind of like the idea that it's sort of rich, idle, rich assholes. Uh, start to see sort of a thrill in having a supervillain around. They're like, well, sure. the, the Joker broke up our last thing, and that was so exciting. Like, yeah, I, I kind of see those people being like that. Sure. I mean, Muffy got murdered, but who cares? Yeah. We uh, we got rid of all the champagne. That's the important thing. I don't know what your goal is at a party like that. I, I, I don't know what the plan is. I'm not rich. Yeah. Um, all I'm my just... parties are about sitting around watching horror movies. <laughs> I'm just going to go into my bad thing here. Sure. 
who thought the penguin was a good idea for a character? Like, I think I think we had talked about this on on the show. He's we have, based, yes. He's based on a no, I mean specifically this. He's oh, based yeah. on the logo for something from like the twenties. Mm-hmm. Like, not even current with the comics. It was already an old reference when they put it in the comics. Yeah. We well, that's completely lost to us by now. Now it's just the penguin. Well, it's it's weird. It's weird the way stuff sticks around in comics. Like, yeah. You have something that's this old, it's just not going to go away. And so you have people who are all like, okay, well, let's adapt it for modern times. I guess he's a mob boss or whatever. But, like, look, I like this character a lot, clearly. Yeah, but and like, I'm not he, clear he, why. But he is such a weird combination of just, like, so many bizarre, like, like birds, okay, umbrellas, okay, those two things are not real, and also high society. Okay, yeah, all right. Like, there's a lot going on here. Well, the idea, I think, I think, is supposed to be that he's rich and wears a tuxedo, which, mm-hmm. because he's short and fat, looks like a penguin. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the society thing. Well, and then you know, like, once we get into the the whole like Tim Burton of it all, and then we've got like the the like the physical deformities. Well, that's too. sort of the next part I wanted to talk about. So, okay, this guy is clearly derived from that. Like, this show was definitely not a like not set in the same universe, but directly sort of vibing on that. Well, the movie had just come out, so like, yeah, Batman I, Returns. I can understand them wanting to connect it in some way. Yeah, and they they there's some nods here and there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the Joker is called Jack Napier, and I think his his origin specifically goes to Axis Chemicals and stuff yeah. like that, which is cool. But like. So Tim Burton did his Tim Burton thing and made the Penguin this, like, gross, deformed guy who wants to get his revenge. And, like, okay, that's quintessential and Tim Burton. And noses off. Don't forget that. Uh, of course. Hi, I'm somebody's hand. Best line in the movie. Uh-huh. No, best line in the movie is uh, security. Who let Vicky Vale into the Batcave? Bruce I'm Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? Yeah. No, there's the thing is, I have a fondness for that movie. It's Sure. It's not good, but I think it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, like, I wasn't sick of Tim Burton's one thing back uh-huh. then. Like, making the Penguin that for one movie, yeah, all right. Mm. I can see that, and Danny DeVito's a good choice. But here, they want to have it both ways. They want to make him the fancy society guy, and they want to make him the gross creep. And it's like, it's they have a hard time reconciling it to the point where when... Veronica takes him out, like, to the opera and to fancy restaurants and stuff. He embarrasses her over and over again. So Mm -hmm. the whole time, up to this point in the series, he's represented himself as the society type, looking down on everyone. But now we see, when he's around rich people, he repulses them. He's not. Uh He's not. Like, so what's the point of him is is what I'm saying. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of him being, like, thinking he's a high society guy and just being gross. He's just a sad poser who wants to fuck birds. (laughs) That is all true. I just, I mean, he does, right? Like, I'm not... Oh, he definitely does want to fuck birds. Okay, because they haven't gotten, like, the bird thing was just sort of fully formed in this, Mm -hmm. but isn't it he grew up as a bird fancier and he got a little too into it? And I don't necessarily mean sexually, but now I do. That's that's certainly part of it, yes. Like, because he was such a lonely child, like, Mm -hmm. he just went into his dumb hobby, which happened to be bird watching, and that's, that's his thing now. And also his mother made him carry an umbrella around with him everywhere sure yep no that's part of it no i i believe you i just okay i was almost tracking with okay he's 
he's sad and deformed and nobody likes him. Mm-hmm. And so he lost himself in his hobby. Like, that all kind of tracks. Sure. But then the umbrella. Like, but also umbrellas are here. Sure. <laughs> I, I just, like I said, I think they, they're trying to have it both ways. And I think it's like, you could, I don't think there's enough meat on the penguin bone like the the Danny DeVito penguin bone to keep that mm. character alive but you could do that if you wanted I guess sure or you could make him the fancy guy but this is kind of both and neither and I don't I don't love it so I don't know I he's just sad he is sad it makes me sad I I it's very effective like I liked this episode mm-hmm. because it was sad and and you're right it did make me feel sad and it made me feel not sad but appreciate that they could do that. Well, we spend the entire episode with him, basically. Like, Batman yeah. pops in now and then, but this is the Penguin show starring the Penguin. And I just, like, I just feel bad for the poor guy. Like, I don't, someone's, because... being ni- someone's being nice to him for the first time in his entire life. Yeah, that part I feel a little bad about, but the rest of it, his recidivism, the fact that the second he gets out of jail, he does another crime and goes back into jail over well, and over does and over crime. again. Yeah, but not even well-thought-out crime, not even, like... That's... Particularly on brand crime. Dude, just, you're rich. Just do some white collar crime, dude. No one will ever catch you. Like we, or no one will ever care to catch you. Exactly. You'll just get away with it forever. Yeah. Hooray. Life uh-huh. is great. Um, but what one thing we noticed was he was in jail for a year at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. And he gets out and he's got this fancy apartment with all the furniture covered over because he's been mm-hmm. gone for a year. But either it's already paid for or he's continuing to pay the rent somehow. The phone's still on. Like, is that where all his money's going? Is that why he needs to keep doing crimes? Because I had to, I had to sell all these paintings so I could pay for my phone bill for the year. I'm not living at my apartment. Like to keep his fancy lifestyle running while he's not even there. (laughs) That's bizarre. I could also see that as like a pride thing. Well, I'm not poor. I'm going. Of course, I'm going to have the phone going for the entire time. But who's gonna call in a? I mean, nobody calls you anyway because you're a loser. But like, who's gonna? Also, it's the type of old timey phone where it's got the separate, like, just the earpiece. And I, I dig that as like part of his aesthetic. But mm-hmm. those kind of phones don't have dials. You have to pick it up and ask the operator to connect your call. <laughs> Hello, operator. Yes, it's the penguin again. <laughs> yes, I know the only person who still uses this look i'd be working the new digital lines if they didn't have me manning this line waiting in case the penguin calls <laughs> i'd like to order another delicious pizza pie to be re- delivered to my apartment please mr cobblepot i'm just an operator i could connect you to the pizza store i guess yes do that right now hello pizza man extra anchovies because penguin i guess penguin here uh-huh we know sir uh-huh Ah, Mr. Cobblepot, my favorite customer. <laughs> the real ugly kid. <laughs> I'll sell you a pizza pie with the topping of your choice on oh, it. You do love that line. It's my favorite line. I don't get it, but <laughs> all right. I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, again, I like the episode, but mm-hmm. it's going, it's already, it was already an uphill battle to get me to take the Penguin seriously. Sure. And any time going forward, Batman is outwitted by the Penguin or defeated by the Penguin, I'm just going to remember this episode and say, Batman, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's an off week. I mean, I guess. But he just doesn't seem like, you know, we've joked for for weeks and weeks about how he appeared in Bruce's subconscious as one of Mm -hmm. his scariest guys, and that's foolish. But really, he's not 
he's not even as threatening as the Scarecrow or the Mad Hatter. Like, he doesn't have anything. Like, those guys can get in your mind. Mm -hmm. The Penguin has some trick umbrellas and, I guess, money to hire goons, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, this is why I think he works best in the modern times is like the mob guy. Mob you know? boss is a good take. Mob boss yeah. is because then he can be the fancy guy. Like there's a, I know it from the Sopranos, but I know this, that's not the only thing that did it. Mm. That sort of new money, like, like sort of crass guy who has no business being fancy, but sort of bought his way into it kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's an interesting take on him and basically making him Tony Soprano. Like, yeah, people have to take him seriously because he's got a lot of money and power, but he's really kind of an oaf. But like, Having him as just a guy who commits, like, crimes. Like, themed crimes. Like, themed crime. It's, it's, it's a weird take for the character. Like, and, it and just this sort of version, doesn't make sense. No, and it's weird that Batman's hovering around so much. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you do this with every jewel thief, every mugger, every, like... Yes. This, this guy isn't threatening the city. He's just going to steal some stuff. That's mm -hmm. all he does. Well, I don't want him to steal anything. I appreciate that, but... Don't you have better things to do? What about Killer Croc? What if he's murdering 10 people right now? Uh, <laughs> all right, fine. Good you know argument, I mean? like, Batman. There's no, there's the, like, all the Penguin does is take stuff, I think. He hasn't mm -hmm. really done anything else. I mean, he probably, like, he does have, like, a gun in his umbrella. He probably has shot he people. pretty much uses it for self-defense so far. Mm -hmm. Maybe at but some like, point I don't, he won't. I, like, I don't see him going out and just like, I'm going to kill a bunch of people today. No. No, I think he's prepared to fight Batman or whoever comes for him, but, mm -hmm. like, that's it. Yeah. He's not, like, he's not robbing places at gunpoint. He goes in after hours, like, you know. Yeah. Like a typical, He's a you know, burglar. burglar. Yeah, exactly. But also he dresses up in a tuxedo, so, like. No, he never wears anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, he's only, he's like Mark Twain. He's only got the one suit. <laughs> I must, like. Putting aside the, the constant diet of fish, it must smell just disgusting. I mean, probably. Ugh. If Batman Returns is anything to go off of, then yes. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, again. His blood is black. Quintessential Tim Burton there. Mm -hmm. Also, speaking of Tim Burton, he held on to the giant sewer duck, which you really enjoyed. Yep, all is nice to hear from his giant sewer duck. Another weird choice. <laughs> but very Tim Burton, come mm -hmm. on. Now, what if, excuse me, this is the Tim Burton penguin. Now, what if, on top of everything else, mm -hmm. I also had a giant rubber duck that I could ride around on? See, I don't know what Tim Burton sounds like, but... No, no, that's the that's the Tim Burton version of the penguin. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I was going to do a Tim Burton, but no. I, I realized I don't know what he sounds like. I assume, uh, I assume mumbly and never makes eye contact? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd make another movie about a guy who has scissors for hands or... No, I just, I feel like what he, you know, what I'm going for, what my vision is, is something whimsical, but make it dark. Like, and again, I wasn't sick of it in 92. Did you guys ever think of the idea that maybe a clown could be scary? Did you ever think of that? What if I'm going to make 80 movies about it? What if, what if the Penguin's henchmen were circus folk? What, we just you, did one with the Joker who was a clown. Why would you, you do this again? You made a movie about a clown who had other clowns that worked for him. Right, but one of the Penguin had clowns that worked for him, and they were evil clowns. You did that! <laughs> you only make two Batman movies, and they're both just chock full of clowns, huh? Yep. And along with every other movie I ever make, it's got evil clowns. Remember when the evil clowns fought Pee Wee Harmon? I mean, look, 
Pee-wee's great. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is an excellent movie. I'm just yes, it is. Straight up not going to like debate that. But he also, there were evil clowns in it. Yeah, but that was his nightmare. That was okay. Sure. It wasn't his army. <laughs> I I tend, what I, what I figured out a while back was I like Tim Burton when he makes things that are, if not original things, at least not adaptations of big pop culture things. Sure. Like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure was a collaboration with Paul Rubens, and yes, that was a pop culture thing, but that was with the original creator. That was that his pop culture thing. Like, we hadn't yeah. seen much, of, like, we hadn't, certainly hadn't seen Pee-wee on, like, a big stage like on that. On a big adventure. Yeah. Exactly. Also, that movie uh, written by Phil Hartman, so. Oh, wow. That. Yeah, that's a, that's a super cool fact I know about that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I believe he was the original, oh, God, I don't know all the characters from Playhouse, but he was he the was cowboy Captain guy. Carl. Oh, Captain Carl. Yeah, you're right. You're right. On right. the old, on the broad, yeah. on the Pee Wee Broadway show. That's right. The cowboy guy was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah, I knew he was somebody else famous. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, he uh, he co-wrote that movie with I think with Paul Rubens. But anyway, no, I like Tim Burton when it's like that or Beetlejuice, like mm-hmm. stuff like that, or or Big Fish, where it's like just letting him be weird. But when he puts his stamp on something else, it's just like, why would you make Planet of the Apes goth? Yeah, why? That's not a good fit, man. That's the problem. Planet of the Apes wasn't even goth; it was just bad. Yeah, but. You know, that's his sensibilities, that sort of, and not, not even real goth, sort of like cartoon mall goth, like, like yeah. Hot Topic goth. Hot Topic goth, yeah. yeah. Like, what if I hot topicked up, I don't know, Alice in Wonderland? Well, okay, mm-hmm. that kind of fits, but still. Yeah. What if I hot topicked up Dark Shadows? Uh, I mean. I guess it's got a vampire in it, all right. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, I, I, I actually liked Batman Returns, but I don't think the Danny DeVito version needed to continue on really that doesn't really work outside of that one movie yeah but he's got the flipper hands did Mm -hmm. that was that the first appearance of that that was the first appearance of that yeah that's what i thought i thought he just had kind of a weird face but otherwise he wasn't like a. no it wasn't even that like he just had like a really long nose you know yeah well because i know like burgess meredith had like the weird prosthetic nose yeah but like and again i keep saying deformed and i feel bad about that but this is a cartoon character Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about actual people who are yeah. like born with you know unfortunate conditions. I'm talking about this cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And that, like he didn't used to be that until you know Tim Burton, who probably couldn't recite Todd Browning's freaks like backwards in his sleep, mm-hmm. was like, "What if he was a circus freak?" <laughs> okay, uh, fine. But the flipper hands and the 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 greasy bald guy mullet. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that works for him, you know, being a fancy lad. Sure, the the penguin in the the animated penguin's long, luxurious hair. Yeah, his gross, greasy, bald such, guy mullet. Such a weird choice for this guy. He's got the Hulk Hogan hair. My, uh, I'm a refi- I'm a refined bird, or whatever. But also, have you seen my mullet? <laughs> My friend Mark had this had this problem until he just ended up shaving his head because mm. that's what you do when you admit like admit defeat like okay this isn't happening for me I'm gonna do Bruce Willis and I'm gonna look cool. sure but for a minute there he's like my hair is sliding back <laughs> it's like I, I'm losing it in the front and it's growing in the back it's it's just sort of sliding backwards uh-huh. if you push it forward it'll just look like a normal short haircut <laughs> and that's what the penguins got going on there yep. Uh, what do you have for a bad thing? I, I don't. I, I see you don't have anything written down here. Couldn't find a bad thing. This is a perfect episode, I guess. All right, I, it is a very good episode. I, just, I really enjoyed this stupid. episode. I my good thing. 
mm-hmm. is the score went way above and beyond this time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good classical cues, or at least things meant to evoke classical music, like throughout. They mm-hmm. even presented something that might pass for an actual performance of the the opera of Pagliacci, uh-huh. rather than just sort of hinting at it in a Bugs Bunny way. They just full yeah. on had like, and it might have just been a recording, but it's it it fit the episode. It was very good. Sure. And, you know, of course, forcing us both to make that joke a thousand times. Yeah, of course. But, Doctor, I'm that punchline. <laughs> the great criminal, the penguin, is in town this week. The great criminal, you say? <laughs> well, that's Should not me. Should perk you right up. Wait, there's another criminal in town called the penguin and he's great? <laughs> that's not me at all. At one point, my notes just say, Batman, could you just murder this idiot? <laughs> <laughs> oh, at one point... He's taunting the uh, Veronica Vreeland's friend, uh, rich friend, who's, mm-hmm. by the way, whose rich voice makes our Bruce Wayne impression sound subtle and nuanced. It's 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 right out of a out of a Simpsons episode. No, like, it's worse than that even. Yeah, it's right out of uh, Trading Places. Oh God. But um, there's just nothing I love more than being rich, except maybe being mean to poor people. Mm-hmm. That's right. But the penguins are sort of taunting him over a, uh, a payphone, Mister mm-hmm. Zaz style, as you pointed out. <laughs> and um, uh, he, um, they do this effect where the penguin appears in a little circle on the screen while yep. he's talking to the guy, and it's it makes you realize the show doesn't usually do stuff like that. And it, nope, it, it wasn't out of place, but it was just like, huh, that's weird. It was it was very like. Yeah, you don't see that kind of thing in this show that often. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Uh huh. It was just odd. I just wanted to do the Bugs Bunny thing and sort of lean out of the circle and like steal his wallet or something. Mm-hmm. Smack him in the face. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anything else? Uh, let me just take a look at my notes here. Oh, I realized in this episode, Penguin just walks around with a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's shocking to me for a cartoon from the 90s. I guess because it's such a, like, everyone just has accepted that as part of his look for so long. Mm. Standards and practices would be like, well, that's what the penguin looks like. That's yeah. fine. It's not lit, and it's in one of those things. Yeah, like it's in a, a cigarette, cigarette holder. Cigarette holder. But, like, There's it's not a, a fancy name for it. It's just a cigarette holder. <laughs> I feel like it should have, like, a weird name, like an Ashan Pa or something. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're fumbling around for a specific word, but it's just a stupid thing like <laughs> cigarette holder. No, you're you're right though. He's he definitely smokes. Uh-huh. So there's that, I guess. Actually, I quit smoking. I just like to have the cigarette around. I wear the patch. I stole this from Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> Bring on you son of a bitch. <laughs> no women, no children. <laughs> uh oh, I have a I have a hey, it's that guy. You might not oh, yeah. know who, you might not know who this is, but some people will. All Veronica right. Vreeland, played by Mary Lou Henner, who was... That name's familiar. The only girl on the show Taxi. Okay. Uh, she played Elaine Nardo on Taxi. The thing I know about her, and this is somewhat ironic, mm. the thing I remember about her is that she has perfect memory. <laughs> um, That's right. She's one of those people with like perfect photographic recall, yeah. and she's like, yeah, I don't know, it helps me for, with acting, because I memorize lines quickly, but other than that, it's just kind of a weird thing I can do, and... It was some talk show, and usually I don't give a fuck when talk shows talk to celebrities, but they, they had, like, the audience testing her with all this crazy memory stuff, and she, like, it was, she was right. She wasn't just, mm-hmm. like, she didn't just make it up. It's really a thing she could do, and it was kind of interesting. So. 
Uh, I will say this while we're on the topic. Um, there was actually one other woman on Taxi. Oh, uh, right. Carol, Carol Kane. Carol yes. Who plays the Penguin's mother on Gotham. Ah, that's a that's a, an interesting callback, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, Carol Kane. I, Carol Kane showed up in the later seasons as uh, Latka's girlfriend, though. Yeah, they needed someone else for... They needed another girl, and I'm glad they did. Yeah. But... I don't think she was around early on. I think I think Mary Lou Banner was literally the only woman on that show for a while, sure, which is unfortunate. That was a good show, though. Mm. I was showing it to Amanda. Oh, it also had the penguin on it. <laughs> That's true. It did. Yeah. Wow. Oh, and yeah. uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd was in that show. Yep. I was like, well, he must have been a Batman villain. No, I don't think he ever was. No, I don't think so. He should have been. Mm-hmm. Weird that he never was. And Tony Danza, who probably played Tony, the Batman villain. <laughs> I've got to defeat Tony. Duh, I got to, I got to, got to fight Batman. Duh. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Uh, I think that's everything I got. All right. Well, my quote is: Yes. Uh, this is uh, the Penguin leaving jail, and <laughs> the guard up on the tower, like you know, the guard who's probably murdered a bunch of people from his sniper nest, like just being a real jerk to the Penguin <laughs> before he steps on the bus. Uh, what's the matter, Penguin? Maybe the cream of society's curdled, huh? <laughs> and that just made me laugh quite a bit. Also, that bus, like every bus I've ever been on, just <laughs> full of disgusting, gross creeps. Yep. And and an un like an unsettlingly hot goth lady. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know enough about Love and Rockets to confirm this, but I'm pretty sure she's supposed to be a character from Love and Rockets. That's a nice nod. Yeah. Like, that's not just your typical DC comics. That's actually, like, a, a deep cut for people mm-hmm. who, you know, read a lot of comics. So that's yeah. cool. All right. Uh, well, I guess we spent enough time with the Penguin. It's time to move on to that other A-lister, the Riddler. Matt, why don't you tell us what happens and what is reality? All right. So a, a jogger's routine attempt to get some money out of an ATM and only receiving a stupid joke reveals that green suit enthusiast and Devlin's favorite character, the Riddler, is back in town and up to his old tricks, specifically making scrolling electronic signs do whatever he wants. Yes, it appears that the Riddler is young, dumb and full of, you know, winky face. And he wants Batman to check out his cool new virtual boy, which he had delivered to police headquarters. While Robin investigates how to play Nestor's funky bowling, Batman <laughs> traces the Riddler to the DMV, where he accidentally sets on which he accidentally sets on fire to the concern of nobody. Seems the Riddler's trying to wipe out all trace of his identity. If only someone told him about the clean slate program from the Dark Knight Rises. Much easier than burning down the DMV, but not nearly as fun. Back at police headquarters, Robin has thoroughly investigated Riddler's computer, and by thoroughly investigated, I mean check to see if it has any cool games on it, and then looks for any obvious porn files before telling Gordon that it's perfectly safe to plug into. Jim and Robin explore the virtual world before Robin gets gets distracted by needing a Snickers, and leaves Jim in a vast electronic trap built by one of Batman's most intelligent opponents. Holy stupid fucking sidekick, Batman! It was a fucking trap the whole time! So finally, a grown-up arrives, Batman, to take any heavy responsibility away from Dick, and Batman heads into the game to confront the Riddler. But Batman, according to Lawnmower Man, Tron, most Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and the copy of Nintendo Power I happen to have here, if you die in the game, you die in real life. So inside the game, Batman solves Riddler's increasingly diabolical puzzles, mostly by breaking things and not being shot at by evil question marks. Eventually, he finds where Jim is imprisoned in a giant's Rubik's Cube, which he hits with a hammer, saving the commissioner and the day. Meanwhile, the Riddler becomes trapped in his own game for some reason, a fate I personally haven't suffered since I beat the funky level in Super Mario World. 
Which one is the funky level? That's like when you get to special world at the end of the game. Yeah, skipping through all the like the magic one, like the really, really hard ones, you mean? Yeah, th- those are all the really, really hard ones. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. I just don't remember. They were all called like, they were called like cool and outrageous and awesome. Yes, yes, I do remember that. I yeah. don't remember funky though. Funky was the last one. Ah. That's the one where you beat it and they spell out you are a power player in gold coins. Oh, I never got that far. You're yeah. you're a more of a power player than me, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was actually quite the Mario guy back in the day, but uh, most Mario games are awesome. Most of it's muscle memory now. I'm not actually yeah. good so much as I just remember what buttons to push. Mm-hmm. I know how to Mario. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been watching so much classic Simpsons lately that when you talk about the DMV burning down, I'm just picturing Patty and Selma going, "Help us! Help us!" <laughs> yep. Um, so this one existed. It sure did. In, in, ver- this, it's interesting these two sort of exist side by side because mm-hmm. the Penguin episode is a good example of like a dumb villain, a good story told with a dumb villain. Ah. Uh-huh. This one also mm-hmm. happened. <laughs> this I is- like this one, but there are flaws. There is some good stuff in this, but yeah, the Riddler, his... So there's so much Batman 66 leaps of logic happening here. You are not kidding. And I know you liked a lot of, like, I know your good thing is a lot of the the actual puzzles and stuff, which is cool, but some of Batman's solutions are also, what the fuck are you talking about? What if I made these into Roman numerals? Yeah, he literally says, like, but wait, the first letter of each word translated into Roman numerals means... And Amanda's watching with me, and she's like, now turn it into Morse code. (laughs) It's just like, all you had to do was throw a line in saying, well, I don't know, the Riddler always makes these really dumb leaps, so I gotta think like him. So let's do Mm. the dumbest thing I can think of. See, I I like, like, we were talking about about how, like, the Riddler only works if you do, like, if you're able to make puzzles and things that make sense for the character. Well, yeah, you've said before... Like the writer needs to be smart enough to be to outsmart Batman, and they hardly ever are. Exactly. Like I don't know that this episode did that, but it felt like a it definitely lot of did the, a better job than the last time. Yeah, it felt like all of the like all of the puns and puzzles that he does in this, like they felt like they were thought out and made sense. Yep, that's true. Like the the what I can't even remember how it works, but like I really like the one about the train. Well, it was um, it's like a door with like crazy. Yeah, crazy intent. Crazy intent. Translates to locomotive, which, okay, that's pretty clever. Yeah, like, I like that kind of crap. Like, it feels like a Riddler Batman story. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, I liked the last act. I liked the big Mm -hmm. set piece, which happens in the VR game. Once Batman realizes he can control, like, all his reality as well, and he starts Mm -hmm. giving himself hammer hands and splitting into a million Batman and shit like that, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But up to that point, there was some real dumb stuff. I mean, the the issue Robin plugging Commissioner into a computer is fucking pathetic. Well, this is your bad thing. Yeah, man. Like, so this giant computer gets delivered to police headquarters, and it's ticking. Mm-hmm. And like, th- it's like, okay, Riddler delivered this thing to us, like. He's a bad person. Yeah, so Robin prob- pushes himself to the front and says, I can solve it. Like, d- dude, 
We have the bomb squad here. We have Batman here. Everyone in this room is smarter than you. Why do you think you're qualified to do this? That's the thing. Like they, you mentioned this. Like, like they, they try to do the thing from the '60s where Robin's like good at puzzles and stuff. Yeah, I like that about him. I like that he had a specialty that he was a little bit better than Batman at something, and this one isn't. <laughs> no, but he like he's all like, I know how to solve puzzles, but he doesn't know how to solve puzzles. Nope. And then, like, they're like, okay, Robin, well, you work on the Riddler's evil computer. I'm going to go do real detective work over here. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't use the evil virtual reality helmet to plug the commissioner into the internet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use the evil re virtual reality helmet to plug the commissioner into the internet. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, he's playing around with this thing like it's, a like it's a fucking video game. And the commissioner comes back in just like, so, um, how's this going? Mm -hmm. And Robin's like, it's awesome! It's an entire virtual world! Plug into this thing! I want to go get a Snickers! <laughs> and then he leaves him, and fucking instantly the Riddler's oh, just like... The, the, the commissioner's trapped inside a horrible hellscape of his own mind. Who would have seen that coming? Me! I've been yelling about it for 20 minutes! Oh my god, Robin, you idiot! And, like... I would have liked, honestly, as an update of that 60s version, if mm -hmm. Robin's thing was like, you know what? I'm younger. I'm better at computers. Why don't you let me handle computer stuff? And and Bruce being like, you're right. I know some about computers, but mm -hmm. you're younger. And that's generally how tech works is like yep. younger people are, are more adept at it because you've, you've lived with it your whole life. By all means, you're mm -hmm. the computer expert here, except nothing he does ever reflects that. No. And just it's just it's always more of Robin just looking like an idiot. Yep. It's really starting to make me mad. And I, I don't mind it if it's intentional and it's comic relief. Mm -hmm. If it's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a teenager. Oh, no, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a teenager. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, all right, that works. But that's, yeah. not, that's not what they're going for here. Yeah. They, they, I think they want us to think he had the best of intentions and he knew what he was doing and he got tricked. But that's mm -hmm. not really how it played. No, it, I mean, like, if you got tricked, you got tricked really easily. Yeah. Also, I, lo I love that he's like, I checked, I checked it to make sure it was safe. There's no modem. And then the Riddler shows up and goes, you forgot to actually look for a modem. I hid it. Yeah. And he didn't even hide it. It was on the outside of the thing. Yeah. It's like what if you had spent any time at all looking at this thing, you would have figured it out. Yeah. What he did was he went into like control panel properties and said, well, there's no modem listed here and didn't mm -hmm. look for a physical modem. Yep. You dummy. You God damn. I was really excited to get to play video games. <laughs> yes, we know. I know, sweetie. That's your only thing so far. You don't even do the acrobat thing anymore. Uh -huh. It's just video yeah. games all the time. Look, you're 19. You're in college. Like, you have no other interests? At all. Like, I understand. Like, some people, like you, are more mm -hmm. into video games than me. I, I appreciate that. I, like, jokes aside, I don't judge that. But... <laughs> You do have other interests. That's not your entire thing. I don't know. When I was a night, when I was nineteen, it was pretty much my only interest. Yeah, but if you had been that trained just by just not flunking out of college, and he, we find out in this that he almost flunked out of college. Yep, he failed the Greek mythology. Greek mythology, which is a real gimme of an elective, by the way. But also, if I'm just training, write a paper about Hercules, if I'm training like a crime fighter, mm -hmm. like. I, Okay, you're not going to be as good a detective as I am because I'm very smart. But mm -hmm. if you fail any, like, 101-level college class, sorry, you're out of the crime fighter program. Yeah, man, like, 
Alfred knows Greek mythology. Like, I'll bring I him love, along. I, th- this was in the last Riddler appearance. I hope it continues because it's one of my favorite things about a Riddler episode mm-hmm. is whenever Batman and Robin are both just like furrowing their brows and trying to figure out the logic, Alfred just sort of walks by in the background doing whatever chore he happens to already be doing. And so, just holding like, a basket of laundry. He's just like feather dusting his way by and ticks down the list of all five riddles. Just like, yep. oh, it's this, 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 and this. Bring me a hard one next time, sir. <laughs> this is just so good. How are you so good at riddles, Alfred? I, I'm I not. Know. I do the junior jumble. I'm not. You're both just very terrible at it. <laughs> I used to read a lot of joke books. <laughs> it's the only book we had in the bathroom for a long time. Hey, Batman. Why did the idiot throw a clock out the window? Um, to hit... this, is so, this is an insidious riddle. To hit the Joker in the face? Wait, no. It wasn't the Clock King. Mm, wait, no. No, no, you're over... Th- you know what? I'll talk to you later. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it's written that way, and the guy who plays Alfred plays it that way. Just yep. like, uh, well, these are all the answers. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just effortless for him. He's so much better than they are at this. I also like... There's a great delivery from uh, Kevin Conroy where uh, Alf- after Alf- Alfred lists off the riddles... Mm-hmm. Batman goes, yeah, I know that, in a way that shows that he clearly did not. <laughs> kind of reminded me of the Harley version of uh, of Batman. Shut up, Alfred. <laughs> made you a sandwich. You didn't make it. Alfred made it. I made him make it. Uh-huh. Um, my good thing... Okay, so I was struggling for a bit. There is a good shot of Batman with a flashlight. Uh huh. That I made sure Matt noticed the three seconds it happened, or else no one would know what my good thing it's, was about. It's a very good shot of a flashlight. I can see why you but, took it. But mm, I will amend this. I did like the whole, like I said before, I like the whole third act in VR. Like they mm-hmm. they visually did took advantage of the fact that literally anything could happen and did some really interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I liked the Riddler's general um. Uh, motive in this one mm. like the idea that edward nigma is dead i'm the riddler now i'm going yeah. to destroy all traces of that edward nigma ever existed that's pretty cool i like that yeah so he also they... talks about how he's still mad about getting fired which is pretty fucking <laughs> funny doesn't... and it's not just the one time he mentions it several times like mm-hmm. this is still his primary thing like i liked the this is my identity now and i'm gonna burn down the old me but yeah this is mad about now, your job but, but being mad about your job still yeah like, okay, but you're you're a costume super criminal now. That's much better than a video game designer. And I know video game designers. They're pretty cool. But mm-hmm. sorry, costume super criminal, that's better. That's one step up. Yeah, at least. Maybe two. I eh, just, it's maybe not so, in Gotham. It's so Riddler to me to just be all like, I'm going to be mad that I got fired from this shitty job I didn't want in the first place forever. I mean... I'm all for a petty supervillain, and it fits him way better mm-hmm. than it fits the Joker. And I like sure. when they do it with the Joker, but it fits the Riddler so much better. <laughs> I also like in this in this universe, though, the Riddler is not a, a top-tier guy. No. He was not invited to the poker game. Now he's shown up uh, twice at this point, right? Yeah, he's like, only... He, they don't use him in any of the, like, everyone from Arkham shows up. Right. Also, I don't know if he goes to Arkham. Yeah, that's always... <laughs> That's always weird because, like, Penguin did. Oh, we saw Penguin in prison in this. In well, this they movie. didn't. They didn't catch him either time, actually. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah. The first time, because he was still terrorizing his old boss at the end of the last episode. Yeah, he was still. He was still free. In this one, he's melted his brain, which mm-hmm. 
that's a cool ending for an episode, but you have to, the problem is the show doesn't have that kind of continuity. And the next time we pick up with the Riddler, I think he's just fine again. And it's like, yeah. if you're going to end an episode like that, it has to mean something. He has yeah. to be, he has to be like mush, you know? Like, I don't care if it's like, if like, the, it looked like the Joker died. No, I, that did, doesn't matter. And he's just back. Like, no, that's, but that's if you what make, the Joker does. But, but if you make a whole point of saying this genius has lost his brain. Mm-hmm. You have to do something with that. You can't just leave it there and then ignore it. Also, that could be a really interesting yeah. pickup for the next episode. And it's yeah. a shame. Like, I, it, I and can, it might be. I just don't yeah. think that it is. I don't I, think. Uh, like, I don't remember, but I can almost guarantee that they, do, they don't do that. No, and that's not how the show rolls, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But then you can't, you can't really have that kind of an ending because it doesn't mean anything. Mm. But also, the way Batman defeats him. Yeah. Is by saying, okay, I, I, I do follow the logic of this. By saying, mm-hmm. you don't have the concentration, the brain capacity to run this entire virtual world without it collapsing. And the Riddler basically goes, oh my god, you're right. And then the whole <laughs> thing falls apart. It's, like, mm. it's the Looney Tunes thing where it's like, you can't fall off the cliff if you're not looking as long yes. as you don't look down. Once the other guy who's also off the cliff with you points down. Yeah. And you look, then you're fucked. But, like, it doesn't make any sense for this. No, and all they had to do was, you wouldn't even have to animate it differently. Mm. Just say, wait a minute, the Riddler can't keep this going. If I give him so much to concentrate on that he can't keep it together, the whole thing will fall apart. And that's when he splits into a hundred Batman, which then, you know, Eddie has to make a hundred Riddlers. Uh-huh. And then it's like, shit, I can't keep this together. And then it falls apart. But that's not how it goes. No, it's just pointing oh it out. Oh, my God, you Oh my god, you're right. Oh no. no! <laughs> and then he just like gets eaten by the computer. Like they don't even say why. He just starts screaming and then the the computer starts smoking. I think they thought it was ironic. Yeah, but like there's no setup. No, there's not. I want to talk about my real bad thing though, which is one of those like you know, I talk about the sound on the show a lot on the voices mm. and stuff because it's usually so excellent oh yeah the voice casting and even still the riddler is definitely like we said at least a b-lister but the guy they got playing him um oh god john glover is mm. excellent like very good choice like sounds like a smug asshole <laughs> so good but the the actual sound design in this episode so there's a bunch of settings like crowded rooms in this episode there's the dmv which is full of people because on TV, the version of the DMV is always, you know, everyone has to wait in line. Mm. In my experience, I've always gotten everything done within 10 minutes, but maybe that's just Washington. Maybe I'm lucky. Um, uh, we're at the stock market or whatever the Gotham version of that is, like the the stock exchange. Sure. And there's, there's like, people are panicking because the market's going bad or whatever. I don't know stocks, but... Um, no, that's right. The market's going bad. I think that's what they say. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the the room is dead silent except for one person saying, oh, no, my stocks are going down. Like, you should have people, like, there should be chaos. There should be yeah. lots of voices. And there's several scenes where it's a crowded room and you only hear the one person you're supposed to be hearing and everything else is complete dead silence. And it's yeah. like, that's real bad. You just, like, you know, just throw some crosstalk in there, man. Like, it's not hard. You don't even need to use your actual cast voice actors. You use a canned, recorded version of just general crowd murmur. Like, mm-hmm. that's all. Just to make it sound fuller. There's also a point where Gordon's in his office uh, talking to 
Batman or somebody, maybe maybe Robin, I don't know. But mm-hmm. and it sounds cavernous, like it's <laughs> super echoey. Like how big is Jim's office? It's <laughs> Real just, big. Whoever was like sound engineering this one did mm. a, did a bad job. Yeah, that's all. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, talk about how stupid Robin is. Oh yes, we we can never talk about that enough. I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Like, Tim is less stupid than Dick, I think we'll find. I hope so. Also, you're more willing to forgive it from him because they play him like a, ki- a, like a child. Like yeah. he's nine or ten or something, and the kid playing him sounds that old. So you're like, well, he's just, a- I just want to ruffle his hair. He's just a mm-hmm. you know, little scamp. Tim, and- you're doing your best. And then by the time we get to Terry McGinnis, it's like Batman just assumes he's an idiot and he keeps proving him wrong. He's like, uh uh-huh. I'm not as stupid as you think I am. I'm not I'm, I'm not Dick Grayson, for God's sake. <laughs> Sorry, I started off with the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. I should have just given a costume to Alfred is what I should have done. I, I, I did ask repeatedly. That guy was brilliant. I want to be Robin. Uh, what else? I like, uh, I like the Riddler's robot in, in a van. Yeah. <laughs> The van with a, que- I don't know, put a question mark on it, done. How, Whatever. How, how can I make pe- make sure people know that this is the Riddler's van while still doing the mac- the least amount of effort I could possibly do? Well, my symbol is just a like a, a curved line with a dot. I'll just do that. Slap that shit on the side. Like, and give a- me some custom plates that say, riddle me this. That's, that's too many letters, sir. <laughs> just put riddle then. Mm-hmm. Nope, sorry. Somebody stole that one. Oh, fine. So the- put a put a put a one for the for the eye. Rwundle. Hmm. Nitsy. <laughs> Bort. <laughs> We're all out of Bort license plates. Oh, man, I'll have to kill Bort next. <laughs> See, that's an episode I'd watch. Yeah. <laughs> His virtual Bort. Mm-hmm. Oh God. It did look like the virtual boy. You're right about it, that. It really did, and I like. I guess that's just how VR was supposed to look. Black and red. I did. I mean, in a cartoon, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. In actual in the life, Virtual Boy, it fucking sucked. Yeah, in actual life, we had been playing video games that had lots of colors for a long time, and then it felt like a step backwards. I remember my next door neighbor had a Virtual Boy, and I tried it, and just like this sucks. They had a demo model at like a local store, so I used it every now and then, and mm-hmm. every like I almost bought it a few times, and then I'd go use that demo again. I was like, oh no, wait, this is terrible. Yeah, this is bad, and it gives me a headache. I can extrapolate what this experience would be like in my life, and the novelty has already worn off here in the store. Mm. Also, you have to, like, lean into it. Like, it was weirdly set up on your table and just, ugh. Well, VR, like, I was, you know, I was in my late teens, early 20s, in the 90s, and they had promised that VR was a thing. Like, oh, yeah. There was this stuff like this, and there was, like, the lawnmower man, and they're, like, there was a, oh, God, what was it? Discretion. I don't know. There was some movie where it was mostly sort of a political thriller, but it had a VR thing with mm. uh, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. It was like a like a boring grown-ups movie. Sure. But like it had VR in it. And like VR was all over the place. It was like, oh, cool. This is where things are going. And it took another 30 years for it to finally actually be a thing. Yeah, we just got it now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah. maybe three or four years ago. Yeah. And I've used it now and it's very, very cool. But mm-hmm. like for the longest time. Yeah. I went, I've probably told this story and it's not so much a story as me still being bitter, but uh, I went and visited a friend in uh, San Francisco in uh, Mm. late 92, actually, right when the show would have been on. And 
they had a, a huge, like, state-of-the-art, complicated VR setup at uh, Berkeley University, and I was so excited. Is it Berkeley University? I don't know. Berkeley. Maybe it's I mean, not university. I mean, that sounds whatever. like a university that exists. No, no, no. Berkeley is the thing. I just don't know if it's called Berkeley University or, like, Berkeley College or whatever. But ah, you, okay. you know what I'm talking about. Sure. But... So we went there, and it was out of order. Like, I flew entirely oh. across the country. I went to this, like, college. Like, I was so excited. And like, I'm sorry. Come back next week. I'm not here next week. I'm going back to where I live. Across the country. Man. That sucks. I just, like, I was so excited. I was like, okay, VR is not a thing. Like, I was convinced it was just, like, an emperor's new clothes thing. Sure. No, no. <laughs> oh no, this it's working. Now that you flew back to your to your home in Philadelphia, it's it's working now. Why don't you come back? I'm 19. I can't afford it. <laughs> How much flying do you think I do? That's literally the first like airplane trip I've taken on my own. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, still mad about the VR being out of sure order, out of order. <laughs> um, just like the Riddler being mad about his his uh, losing his job. Can't believe I got fired. Ugh. Did I kill that guy who looks like Paul F. Tompkins? I feel like I did. <laughs> uh, at one point, Batman tries to get Jim out of the VR by pushing escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it means. He'll escape from it. This one, <laughs> you dummy. I'm just watching, like, try pressing cont- control alt delete. Mm-hmm. No, that no. He's, boot you back to Windows. He's taking it literally. Mm-hmm. He's pushing home. If I push home, then Jim will go home. I'd like a tab, please. I'd like to shift him out of the VR. <laughs> hmm. No, that's all. I'm like, I'm looking at the keys. Like, what other yeah, dumb right. jokes can I make? Mm, this D- caps lock button will come in handy if I ever have to fight the Mad Hatter again. But that's about it. <laughs> I want to unlock the cap from his head. <laughs> all right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. Uh, my quotes from the Riddler's evil van. Ah, well, I never was any good at parallel parking. (laughs) The Riddler's evil van. (laughs) I mean, at least he didn't make a parking validation joke, I guess. That's true. That's something. A a joke that every TV show in the world has made that only applies to Los Angeles, but they think is incredibly relatable to everyone. For years, I was just like, what the hell is parking validation? It's only in that one city where all the writers live, so... Of course. They all think it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Fucking writers. All right. The worst people alive. Yeah, they sure are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what do we got up for next time? Uh, next week is, let's see here. I am the knight and off balance. I don't remember either of these. Yeah, me neither. So that'll be fun going into. Like with mm-hmm. this one, I, I, I was sure Birds of a Feather was the Penguin, obviously. And Wonders Reality sure sounds like a, like they try to make the Riddler the mind fuck guy. It never really holds, but like they, that's what they try to do. See, I forgot about this one. I thought it was going to be another, like, Batman fights a computer or a robot or something. Oh, see, I thought it might be, like, a Batman lives in a dream that ends up not being real thing sure. again. But they did that one already. So, yeah. Not that the show never repeated itself, but they, they didn't do it a lot. Sometimes we get three weeks worth of people turning into animals. <sighs> that was, that is, I hope we're over that now. Uh-huh. Not even because I hate that kind of episode. It's not my favorite, but just because it... All of them at once. All weird in a row like that. Space them out, man. Uh, Okay, so our website is ever kidslovebatman.com. If you want to write to us, and please do. We're we're about to do Mm -hmm. a show of your mail, and it's going to be real short. Uh, Kidslovebatmanpodcast at Gmail. Um, 
We are on Twitter at Algar, at Robot Matt, and that's all for this time. Yeah, see you, folks. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com slash Algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Matt Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2020, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.